Welcome back to the Coffee House Podcast, everybody. I'm Alyssa, and this is David, your co-host. And this is going to be part two of our uh, interview with the boys here at Botanicals Indoor Garden Center. Be sure to uh, like us on all of our social and like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Share. And share. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, guys, how you guys doing on part two today? Doing good. Feeling good. Feeling St. Yeah. Patty's Day. Busy day. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that too. <laughs> so the only thing we're missing, unfortunately, is the... Um, Some green beers, huh? The green? <laughs> I was going to say the throne, but that works oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We sold the soil throne. Yeah, the soil throne moves. <laughs> Which is great. So we lost to, our throne. Yeah. Good use, at least. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Good, good. Absolutely. But I do miss it. <laughs> I do miss it. <laughs> so we covered a lot in the last episode, obviously, but this time, like, let's get down to kind of your guys' individual, you know, expertise and experience. So why don't we start? Either one of you, I guess. Awesome. Like, who yeah. wants to start? Send me up for this one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. First, I bet. <laughs> um, my name's Sam Connolly. Um, Trying to think of how to do these kind of intros because it's just like, oh, let me brag about myself for a bit. Um, yeah, give us your resume. We want to hear it. Give us your resume. So basically, um, f- my whole life been basically gardening. So doing that outdoors with the family, just basically outdoor gardening and soil, and then from there was doing landscaping in high school, just doing build outs for planting and I don't know miscellaneous like. Uh, what do you call it? Like uh, landscape architecture, but mm-hmm. like obviously I was terrible at it, but <laughs> I got it done. So <laughs> from there, basically graduated college with a business management degree in marketing and uh, management. So after that, I knew I wanted to get into the cannabis space. I knew it was a new booming industry and I'd been growing a little bit at home, but nothing to write home about, nothing that I would even kind of say as something I've done. Nothing <laughs> but, to uh, brag about. <laughs> yeah, nothing to brag about on that end. Super, super small batch, just like growing in college, that kind of stuff, getting to That'll know the somewhere. plant. Yeah, exactly. Um, after I graduated college, I really was like, well, I need to get into this industry, but nothing about my resume really screams plants right now. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I got a call from, well, actually, I got a call from my cousin who was living in Sydney, Australia. And she was like, you should come live here. And I'm like, I should come live there. So I <laughs> got on a plane, saved up some money because I was working for the Boston Harbor Islands at the time doing management. Uh, have you ever seen Shutter Island? I lived mm-hmm. in Leonardo DiCaprio's house in that one. <laughs> it's actually on the front cover. It's kind of cool. Yeah, Boston Harbor Islands. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like a like bunch of islands that are national parks. So we did like invasive species removal, landscaping, mowing. Just kind of putting it back to right because it was a little. Did you torn stay down. in the house like in the movie or the house that he was staying in like uh, while he was shooting the movie? Uh, well, he was shooting the movie. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Not the haunted. Okay. No, well, okay. it was. It was all. It was like an officer's building essentially. They retrofitted with an apartment, That's um, and crazy. it was like our visitor center. But right. I lived there for five days a week, and then was off island for two days a week. So it was honestly the coolest job I ever had. Right. When you're on an island for five days a week, you save money turns out so i was able to save some money so i could afford to get to australia so i moved to australia was living with the the cousins for a bit just getting to know the scene and i looked at it was honeysuckle garden center in sydney they were hiring so i'm like all right let me send a resume over there ended up getting hired there um and they did uh commercial like greenhouses and stuff like that so they do like ornamental gardens outdoor gardening basically like a wholesale nursery Okay. So they taught me a lot about just kind of caring for individual plants and what MPK ratios for what, what you needed for 
like IPM management, all like organic stuff, which was really cool to learn that from someone who had been doing it for 50 years. Right. Um, and then learned a lot about nutrients because um, it was a really great example was the native Australian plants were essentially, if you gave them a general purpose fertilizer, they would die immediately. So anyone, if you have native Australian plants, do not give them a general purpose fertilizer. It's really bad for them. <laughs> just, just look it up, see what you need. But there was a story of a kid was watering one of the botanical gardens and he used general purpose on a 300 year old tree, killed a 300 year old tree in the botanical gardens of like Sydney. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that was a hard lesson, I'm sure for the him, but uh, hopefully everyone else learned that hard lesson too, because right. that's no joke to kill a 300 year old tree. Absolutely. Just not. on just not knowing something really simple, but I mean, again, if you don't know, years. you don't know. <laughs> you know? But <laughs> those kind of hard lessons. Hopefully they repurposed it into something awesome. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. milled yeah. it or Oh, I don't know what they a do. A cool table. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Resin table. Hopefully it's better or more than just a bad story to tell. <laughs> exactly. So then from there, um, they stayed there for a year, did some backpacking, did some camper trips, lived in a van for a bit, and kind of just enjoyed the country. And I got back to the United States and applied to every single cannabis company I could find. I wanted to get into cannabis. I started growing at home. I was like, yep, I can do this. Easy game. It's the same thing as what I've been doing. Um, so I ended up getting a job ground floor at Commonwealth Alternative Care. Um, from there, I was like, well, I need to get in the fertigation room. So I wanted to learn fertigation because that's where my skill set was. Mm -hmm. I had already been using dositrons, pumps, spraying, all that. So I talked to the head grower. I was like, hey, I think I should be in this spot. He said, I think you should be in this spot. I said, cool. Um, he took me under his wing, Tim Harrison, one of my greatest mentors. Um, he's one of those guys where... If you couldn't talk his language, you couldn't talk to him. So he handed me a book. He said, read this book. And if you can't have a conversation with me, you can't have a conversation with me. If you can, you can. It took me about six months, read that book front to cover over and over again, learned every single thing in there. And I was finally able to have a conversation with him. And that's when I was like, all right, this, I can do this. This is, seems like something that's very doable, especially with sci like the science side of things where it's input, right. output. I know what my inputs are. I know what my output should be. So if you can get it onto that line, then it, be, it kind of takes away a lot of the, uh, what would you say, like... Uh, guesswork? Was it the, uh, yeah, guesswork, but also like the, like, what do they call it? Like a big, what is an example? Like pull back the curtain, rather. Transparent? Transparent, or pulling back the curtain of, all right, how does this actually work? How, does, how is this all going into the same? Because I've talked to 50 different growers. They all mm -hmm. told me 50 different ways to do it. And I was like, well, there's one main input that we're all looking for as a best fit line for what we're doing, but that's obviously specific to what you're doing. So we were growing in cocoa, so I learned cocoa very quickly and mm -hmm. very well. From there, I was there for about two or so years and then got a job as head grower, general manager of a company in Providence for Talaria, where I stayed for another couple of years. Um, we grew there and that was, honestly, I love that grow, Talaria, shout out. Um, but we were growing some beautiful stuff beautiful company and amazing team um, so we got them going getting through all the microbial failures and all that and just basically grinding and grinding and making it work and we got it down pat and we we're pulling two pounds of light easy no problem at all and we we're like all right we're exactly where we need to be and now we can really start playing so right. just got there and then basically went from there learned from another mentor got into consulting started doing grow build outs basically designing irrigation systems since i had already had experience from argus from working at the other place which is some crazy million dollar 
it injector dosing system that you'll see in a lot of these grows look really intimidating but once you take them apart a couple times they get really simple so really it's my rise to this is I don't know just putting in the hard work from the ground up and learning every single thing I could and as of right now I don't think there's too many questions I couldn't answer without bullshitting you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. can I good. ask how old you are I am 28 Jesus okay. <laughs> yeah um, so me and myself um, I've been I've been around plants my whole life as well. You know, I believe we covered this last time. Like my grandma, you know, she raised us, mm -hmm. you know, to love plants, animals, all that stuff. Her waking up every morning, talking to her plants, singing to her plants. So, you know, I grew up with that. And um, I was actually in the food and beverage industry for, so I was like about 15, busting tables, you know, uh, waiting tables. And around the same time too, uh, I started trimming and doing like kind of things for uh, shout out to my brother-in-law out there doing big things in Cali right now um, for him and some of his more like um, back then when it was more medical, you know, mm -hmm. a lot less regulated type of deal. So, yeah, you know, trimming trees, then I uh, ended up opening up like our own delivery service business called um, Pineapple Express. <laughs> yeah. Um, out there based out of uh, Palm Springs. We had that for a while. And um, again, I was back and forth from the food and beverage industry and cannabis industry. And from there, I started growing for a place called the New Farm LLC out in, um, out in LA, East LA. I was there for about a year, it's where I met Coco, my dog Coco, if anyone's seen her, yep. you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's where I got her from. She was my security dog. I was there growing for about a year, just as the you know, project manager, developing the facility all that stuff, kind of what I do now, it's just, you know, bringing in the right equipment, right nutrients, you know, dialing in environmentals and things like that. Um, from there, I went back to the valley, back to Palm Springs, where uh, I started like bud tending and uh, for a company called The Lighthouse out there. And um, I was there for about a year. I wanted to move up, you know, I've always, you know, been a high driven person, you know. And so from there, I went to another grow as their um their supervisor um called the uh, green farm green farm i believe they're still doing business out of uh, cathedral city pretty good uh, dispensary and grow as well so you know got to stay in the dispensary side of things while still growing so that was cool and then from there after about a year got um the general manager position at hydroponics inc in uh, palm springs which i was there for about two years just you know kind of doing the same thing here <laughs> again um, dealing with commercial accounts, um, home growers, anything like, you know, anything coming my way, I would have to deal with it. I was basically the only worker there, actually. I was the general manager where I was the only worker <laughs> yeah, for two years. Uh, so I did it all there. Um, and then from there, went to uh, Vibe California. I was their general manager. It's a dispensary out in Palm Springs. Um, I was there until I got hit up randomly by email um, of some company out in Colorado. Hey, we got some people out in South Dakota looking for, you know, some workers. And at first I thought it was a scam, you know, but uh, <laughs> here we are, <laughs> here we are today. I was just gonna so, say, yeah. yeah. Go from these crazy places to South Dakota. Right. Yeah, like, so, <laughs> like, first, let me ask, how old are you? I'm 30 years old. 30 years yeah. old, okay. So Sir. everybody's real, yeah. real young 30, here. 30. Lots of experience. So. Then 
going from what you guys were doing, how did you land in South Dakota? You got an email, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so can you elaborate on that? Why'd they pick you? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, the email was just, well, the email was just pretty much um, found your uh, resume online, because on LinkedIn, you know, that type of deal. Um, and they just said that they liked my experience and everything, and then I liked what they had to offer, you know? <laughs> uh, so yeah, and also the taxes, you know, the state taxes and all that, you know, hey, that helps, you know, California's hey, you gotta an expensive place, you, can get it, man. you know? I love California, no hate on California, I love it, but it's expensive, man. And um, I had a great opportunity here and I had to jump on it. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you liking the winter? I actually love it, like, I, yeah, because I've yeah, lived in love the it? desert. Yeah, <laughs> what? I, mean, I lived in the desert love my whole it? life. Yeah, you know, we get snow here and there when you go up to Big Bear, Ottawa, stuff like that. But like being able to like see the snow and like go out for runs with my dog, because I love running. And like these drivers, though, that's the thing that gets me. <laughs> oh yeah, that is crazy. No, for sure, I've had to adjust to that sliding all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> But yep. I, I love it. I, I, I can't lie. It, it's a nice experience. The seasons. It's Experiencing the seasons. <laughs> no, yeah. It's definitely... It's. De I mean, I've been in the Midwest my whole life. I've been in Sioux Falls for 12 years. And even going from like Minneapolis or like Northwest Iowa to here is a pretty big difference. Right. So yeah. Sioux Falls is something else when it comes to weather. I'm from Brookings. I've lived here my whole life. Okay. Just All so right. everybody knows. So yeah, I'm too little used to it. Born and bred. But. So you awesome. get this email too, or you get like yeah. a how, how did call at you? night? Actually, how did they find you? you actually flew I should start well, answering man. these yeah. spam calls. I, I, just, I, 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 I dove. I dove head first because I didn't even get flown out. I was just like, cool, I'll take it. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Deal. Damn. Um, Ruben, hey, I like the ambition. <laughs> yeah, I got a very similar call. Um, just uh, basically it was like, I don't know, as like a grower, like head grower, like with that title, you get a lot of messages from mm. like these like placement services so i'm like i'm pretty used like i was pretty used to getting a bunch of calls from these people mm. and it would just usually go nowhere so i'd just be like you know what i'll see what opportunities are out there so i'm like yeah uh south dakota i'm like i can yeah, get down south dakota sounds cool um yeah uh, put my name in the hat we'll see what happens he's like okay cool and then i uh, got a call back from the owners of this place and they're like hey we'd love to kind of do an interview with you and get to know you i was like all right let's do it so I think it was in like the middle of the day when I was working. So I'm in like the back shack of my like nutrient storage room on like a table very similar to this, but this makes it look nice. Um, <laughs> and I like, like absolutely sweaty from a harvest. And they're like, how's it going? I'm like, good guys. How you doing? And they're like, good. So we got talking and kind of get to know some of the owners. Cause I, that's really important to me is who the owners of the company are and who essentially we're going to be answering to. Yeah. So I was kind of interviewing them too, mm -hmm. <laughs> because it can go real south real quick if the ownership isn't on board with kind of your vision and you're, you don't have similar visions of what they want. 100%. Especially when so, you're in another state too. Yeah, the, the, the biggest question they ask me is how do you grow or how, what's the right way to grow? And I think the only reason I got this job is the answer to that question. No, there must be more reasons, hopefully. But the answer yeah. to that question was there is no correct way to grow. There is a bunch of different ways to grow. You can mm -hmm. grow organic. You can grow in Corco. You can grow in Cocoa Perlite. You can grow in Sphagnum. You can grow full hydro. You can Rock grow in rock wool. You can grow in all this. And each one of those different medias requires a different, a slightly different approach to mm -hmm. how you're watering, what you're doing to the plant, and how you keep them. So their goal was they wanted a general manager here that knew how to grow every single way. And I'm very educated on all of those things. And I can speak to soil. I can speak to cocoa, hydro, semi-hydro, 
like semi-organic hydro like it, whatever you need i can i can speak to it because i started more and like that's the other thing at commonwealth we did nutrient feed building based on single salt injection so it'd be taking like making say take one of these or what's a better one we got we don't have one but if it has a standard mpk here like we would be basically creating our own nutrients off of raw salts. So off of the raw inputs that you would see. So we could replicate essentially any feed we wanted to right. and adjust just our nitrates or just our calcium and work individually elementally, which was so cool to see and so cool to like to see kind of, all right, what happens at a ridiculous amount of PK. I was able to do those experiments and do all the data collection of finding what the best fit line was on those. So they like that as well. So I think yeah, that was why they wanted to get me. Like Pineapple Express. It's, exactly. really sci it's really scientific. Nah, it's really scientific. El Nino. Yeah, we just really, I think me and the owners, we had a great conversation. They liked me and they offered to fly me out to check out the area. And I was like, absolutely. I'd love to go see South Dakota. So had some drinks with them, went out and yeah. they were awesome people. I love the area. I love the people. Like just walking around, people were holding doors for me and not shouting at me, which was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just... It seems like a really, really special place yeah. South Dakota is, I definitely you know, love like, that feel. Yeah. like small town feel. Yeah, it's definitely different. I like it a lot. And you guys never met before no. you came out here, right? No, no I just man. knew it's I was crazy because it's like, literally, you guys have been best friends forever. Yeah, owners. I didn't know the area. I was like, I drove out here 24 hours straight after like two weeks of accepting the job and like got to know this place like the first day I got here I was like oh shit I've never crazy. met a Ruby yeah, before are you guys all like besties are you all best friends oh, yeah, now me and Sam are great friends man we yeah. go out all the time you know and uh, absolutely have a good time yeah definitely we kind of have to be at some point it gets insane here but no, it's, it's good that friendship holds everything together it's, <laughs> it's I mean from a company standpoint like you don't know what's going to happen if you bring these two guys from two completely yeah. different backgrounds together you don't know if they're going to mesh but clearly I mean I've known you guys for only a few months and it seems like you guys have been known each other for a long time already. Yeah, so that's good. Yes. Yeah. Hive mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. yeah. Whatever works, man. I, yeah, I've known you guys. Yeah, like two months too, and same thing. Like I would have thought that you guys knew each other for a long time. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. It's like you're both independently very well educated mm -hmm. on all of these things, but then together, like, you just. You mesh, yeah, definitely. you know, your personalities yeah, just work. Yeah, I'll be the first to say, like, I don't know at all. And you know what? I don't know. I always ask Sam and, you know, vice versa, too. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we like to think of ourselves with that student mentality of, like, we're just always learning, you know. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of information that's always changing, too, 100%. especially on the, like, I know you guys obviously know a lot, too, and I don't know if it changes as much when it comes to, like, regular plants as it does to cannabis. But mm -hmm. when it comes to cannabis, dude, the regulations and everything, it's just literally a week by week day by day basis things yeah. are changing it's Absolutely. insane for sure so that has yeah. to be hard to keep up with especially from on your guys's end more yeah it's a lot of anybody. parts <laughs> <laughs> gotta be flexible exactly. yeah. so yeah obviously this being like a brand new market um one of the things like when we sent you guys the you know discussion form that you guys wanted to really touch on was uh like thc cbd hybrids and you know like their place in the market and you know why there isn't more of them and hopefully you guys can kind of educate us on you know like what it what it is you know why it matters mm -hmm. like why would you want cbd in your thc i gotcha that's a fun question. Ruben, you want to rip that or you want me to? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, nowadays everyone just wants the highest THC possible, right? 
I mean, and, and, and that's great, but the way I like to look at things and the way someone explained it to me once, I don't want to steal their quote, it was just like uh, THC turns on uh, the bus, but like terpenes and all these other things are going to drive it, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, what am I, what kind of high am I going to get? Is it going to be a relaxing high? Is it going to be more of a creative high? Am I going to be able to get stuff done or just, you know, be couch locked? And um, a lot of the times it's just, so like, yeah, THC said, like, we'll get you high, but you know, you need CBD to be able to, you know, not get you too high or calm you down, balance out that high. Um, if it's more for medicinal purposes, I would definitely suggest, you know, putting uh, CBD in your system as well. And um, it's for medicinal purposes too. I would suggest probably consuming it more too. You don't always want to be um, like smoking it. Yeah, smoking it is great, but if you're not just trying to get high and all that, you want to be consuming it because there's a lot of receptors in our butt, in our body, in our gut, and all these things too that um, take in all these cannabinoids and are beneficial for us. Um, so CBD is just definitely beneficial in medicinal ways as far as the THC as well as medicinal, not just gets you high, uh, CBG, all these other cannabinoids in cannabis, in cannabis um, is just beneficial for us. When you say um, other forms, like, because I have a tincture at mm -hmm. home that I uh, got from, I think, I got from Urban Legend, I believe, a while ago. Um, but what would be, like, one, a good form of CBD or CBG or CBN or whatever to take mm -hmm. and where could you get like a reputable source or what would be a reputable source to get that from so people can right. so you said consume it more like obviously if there is a one-to-one -one at a dispensary that's great for you mm -hmm. to smoke but if you truly want the full benefits you're probably going to want like a full spectrum oil or something right like definitely that. definitely and like I mean there's companies hopefully that are working on that I know personally like coming from California's a lot more developed market you got companies like um, CBD care by design that have ratios of tinctures that are one-to-one two-to-ones eight-to-ones 18-to-ones you know for people that aren't trying to get high but still get the medicinal benefits mm -hmm. like certain ratios that help with like seizures and convulsions and all these other things you know so there are certain ratios that you're gonna want to go is if if you want to get high and get the benefits one-to-one -one ratios are great you know, if you just want the medicinal benefits, you still, you're gonna want a higher CBD with mm -hmm. some THC because the THC and CBD work together. Yep. It's called the entourage effects. There works, the cannabinoids work together, the terpenes work together, the flavonoids work together, all these different things work together, um, you know, f for the benefit of your body, really, honestly. Yeah. You have anything to add to that? Um, I would just say, like THC versus CBD, if you can combine them both, it kind of, gives you more of like a complete cannabinoid complex so like with THC you obviously get that uplifting mental effect or you get that kind of like the more head high that you are after and then some of the body high where CBD is going to kind of come in on the on the other end of things and just kind of relax your total like your muscles relax like decrease inflammation and obviously this isn't medical advice but what it's going to do is essentially kind of relax any inflammation that you have in your body and that's one of the biggest issues that people have is just inflammation from either diet or the water that we're drinking everything that causes us to wake up in the morning and be like that doesn't feel quite right it's usually a problem that you can sort out with cbd because <laughs> it's if it's inflamed then having it not inflamed allows for heal the healing process to go a little bit quicker and a little bit easier mm -hmm. so especially like i don't know if you have knee problems or stuff like that like a cbd topical will work wonders like like directive just to yeah. it where, but that's the other side of it is if you do have like a one-to-one, -one, sometimes if you're a consumer that doesn't necessarily have a great time smoking straight C THC, or you can get kind of panicky or get kind of anxious, 
the CBD will kind of chill you out a little bit on the other side. So if it's a one-to-one, -one, you get that head rush, you get the full calm, and then you get the relaxing kind of effect in your body as well. So that's why I always try to like, like I would love if people try to CBD one-to-one -one when they mm -hmm. first try cannabis, just because if you start at like Easy a 25% sativa or like something like that, you can get off the races a little bit too quick mm -hmm. than what you were thinking. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like the CBD one-to-ones and I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more of it in the internet, like the whole national market. Cause even in like Rhode Island, we, we could grow CBD one-to-ones, but they would sit on the shelf. Like no one would buy them. Right. So no yeah. one grew them. And the, really the consumer is determining what the dispensary is going to be growing. So if people are asking for the CBD one-to-ones for the more medical benefit, the dispensaries will oblige because they want to serve right. the community. Exactly. So it's, I think it's a lot about educating people on what the benefits of those two together, especially in flower tinctures, edibles, all mm -hmm. that, just cause it's, it's true. It's really, really medicine. THC is truly medicine, yeah. but CBD and THC is like an incredible medicine. Yeah. But you also got to understand too, that certain terpenes and things like that. I mean, yes. you can be allergic to certain terpenes as well too, you know, which is why sometimes people might get like anxiety, more, yeah, anxiety and get panicked panic attacks and things like that because i mean there are you know thousands of terpenes in cannabis from like all plants really mm -hmm. and so you know if you're allergic to something like you need to know like your body you know for sure always 100 percent, always clear things with your medical doctor and i always recommend that but um i, I definitely feel like the way that the, the industry should be going is testing a lot for these terpenes and all these, all these other things that that's where like the medicinal benefit of cannabis is really going to be unlocked. Absolutely. Yeah. That was one of my pet peeves when I was at the dispensary is people, Oh, I want just the highest THC. I don't care what it's like, dude, like I understand, but yeah. at the end of the day, this isn't rec. Yeah. Like we're medical. Right. Um, if you know what you want, that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that. It makes my yeah. job easier, but at the same time, I feel like, when, especially when there was other other customers in there, it like kind of diminishes the way that mm -hmm. they feel about their purchase because yeah. they're there for a completely different reason. Right. Other than you, you just want to get stoned, which is fine, but mm -hmm. clearly you have an ailment yeah. to where you got your medical card. But at the same time, like terpenes are, I think education is a huge part of that mm -hmm. because growing up or just before, I mean, even prior to like two three years ago i was just oh yeah that's some good weed that's yeah. some good weed i didn't like that that's good weed that made me sleepy that made me hungry that made me happy but until i really dived into it and found out what worked for me what didn't work for me what like what i should smoke or consume in the yeah, morning yeah. what i should smoke or consume at night right and it did it's huge weed is not just weed and i'm telling you <laughs> terpenes yeah. have so much to do with that because it's like micrine is like one of those like terpenes that if you want like the type of weed that you're gonna smoke and just kind of like chill on the couch and stuff like that you're gonna want a you know a, a strain high in that terpene the mycerine micrine something like that I forget mercy mercy, mercy. Yeah. yeah you know people pronounce it differently yeah and um you know, there's there's things that will relax you more too, like the linalool and all these mm -hmm. other terpenes. But if you want something to be more active and stuff like that, you're gonna probably want something more with like piney and citrus that are gonna open up your lungs, which is gonna in turn actually get blood circulating yep. through your body, like all these different things. You know, it's crazy the actual effects that mm -hmm. like, especially when you find like strain specific stuff that what they can do to your yeah. body, it's insane. And it's usually because yeah. they're just more prevalent in those terpenes that strains you know they just develop those terpenes yeah when you know what you're looking for it makes a huge yeah. difference well and i think like older people especially right like when like i mean the medical market right now is mm -hmm. predominantly older people right mm -hmm. like for the sure. average age is like 50 ish yeah, right sure. so you know those are people who not necessarily they don't necessarily want to get 
high right, right. like they want the medicinal benefits yeah. mm-hmm. so i think everything that you guys just said was very enlightening <laughs> and i think like something that you know dispensaries should maybe consider and cultivators should yeah. certainly consider you know i mean i mean i'd like to try some yeah, things no, like that yeah. personally we can definitely help with that because you know folks can order their own you know um c's of like you know one-to-one ratios mm-hmm. and things like that see like you know um cbd prevalent like strains and you can grow your own stuff you know yeah. at home and then turn that into like oils and butters like you know we were talking about last time like you know we help with all that we have the butter brewer um i've made edibles and you know concentrates like since i was again like 15 16 years old i remember the first time i made brownies i was like 15 years old almost burned down my house because <laughs> <laughs> like you know you learn so it's like yep. and that's what we're here for to be able to pass on that knowledge like you know to your like i might need to come take a reuben class because i've never been good at making like i've tried multiple like varieties of making edibles but the one thing that has stuck for me is using my magic butter maker make it just in the butter and then mix it with marshmallows and make Mm. cereal bars just pour the cereal in a pan dude i make taquitos like deep fried infused taquitos um i'll be making like my deep fried egg in the mornings and stuff like yeah that. i haven't ate dinner yet so <laughs> let's <laughs> you know like you describing like making yeah. edibles like yeah. when you're 15 16 right like that's yeah. like oh, yeah. to me that sounds so <laughs> crazy because like i'm from here right yeah. and when i was 15 <laughs> I don't like I, ba- I like I don't think I barely even knew what marijuana was. Wow. <laughs> you know, like I just, I'm going smoking. on camera saying this. Neither, the first Mom, time I ever neither, smoked I cannabis, know. I was 17 <laughs> years old. You know, I was 17 years old the first time that I ever smoked cannabis or came in contact with it. I don't think I want to say what I And, like, you know, and, I mean, it's just, just kind of crazy, you know, like, that I'm from here, right? And it's always been, like, a no-no thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you're from Cal- California, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you're like, yeah, well, you know, you talk about it like it's no big deal. I was 13, I think, first time. Yeah. I remember the first time somebody said Mary Jane. You know, in high school, right, meaning marijuana. And I was like, tee oh my goodness. <laughs> like, that's so smart. Right. You know, like, just. That's crazy how, at the po- to the point we're at now, to look back and just be like where we started mm-hmm. when it comes to this beautiful plant that we're talking about. But yes. it's crazy how everybody can come from such a different background and have even just the passion for it and, you know, want to talk about it and dive into the industry. But, yeah, that's wild that you didn't smoke until 17. I don't know, but yeah, I was 12, 13 or so. I, I didn't, I wasn't like a rec, yeah, a recreational <laughs> smoker or anything until high yeah, school for same, sure, but same. I definitely tried it a few times. I'm not I saying shit, I, my I, mom's I, watching. I don't <laughs> even know <laughs> the people to get the things from, you know? Like, Dude, I, I, I can't li- tell you how many uh, water bottle bongs that my mom had to throw away, stashed in the garage. Like, <laughs> I even lived in like a college town, you know, yeah. like just, no idea nada nada no over your head yeah I guess if you're not paying for it like paying attention to it or like looking for it yeah right right. it was my high school chemistry partner who like luckily she was kind of a stoner and i was like hey (laughs) will you let me smoke weed 
Can we smoke a joint after we dissect this and frog? And it turned into like this, yeah, kind of, well, okay, we weren't dissecting frogs, but, you know, it turned into like this whole event where it was like, oh, we're getting to listen to smoke weed, you oh, know? And, yeah, I remember getting people was, to smoke for the first time. Yeah, 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 yeah was, that, was my, that was like my proudest moment. It's like, oh, you haven't smoked? Oh, yeah, I'm going to get you high for the first time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't tell you how many friends I got Oh, dude, for, for sure. I can't say anything. I'm going to get you high. <laughs> <laughs> Only because you want to. <laughs> it's Friday. You got yeah, shit to do. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. It is Friday today, actually. Man, hey, St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day, you got shit to do. Go drink. Smoking fatty from St. Patty. I can't wait. Yeah, as soon green. as this camera goes off. I'm... Yeah, man. Smoke some green. Put some green in your lungs. Yeah. Hey, we just need to find a spot where we can smoke. Yeah, yeah. Our cameraman's going to be in the back. <coughs> Keep going. Got a contact. contact. See the plume come over the lens. <laughs> right. That's hilarious. That'd be a good intro. Ooh, oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> so I guess kind of wrapping up, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so people are just getting started, right, with home cultivation. They can mm -hmm. obviously come in, ask you guys, like, what do I do, right? And uh, like, you know, is there like a kit that you can offer, or like a beginner's guide, or um, you yeah. know, some helpful information that's available, like not just from your brains? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we do have certain kits. Um, and again, it, I think we kind of covered this last time, it kind of goes into like more of the space that you have, you know, to work with. Because we have kits for like a little uh, closet that you can, you know, use. And you got kits for like that you can put in your, you know, basement or garage, you know, five by five, eight by eight tents, that type of deal. Um, so yeah, there are different kits. It just really depends on more of the space that you need. Yeah, yeah. but there, there sure. is like a beginner and like a, you know, expert kind of side of things. So you want carbon filters, you want all this extra let's say, sensors and stuff like that. Let's say I have a small closet. Mm -hmm. I want to grow my state max, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I am on a budget. What would you say like somebody can comfortably come in here and start with cool so you already got the closet i mean i wouldn't probably suggest no i would say i, I was gonna I know, right? straight go buy a closet. <laughs> yeah go buy a closet like <laughs> no i mean like i wouldn't suggest like a tent to put oh in i the hope closet. you got a closet you know? <laughs> step one complete yeah because if you were just growing like in your room that you know like you would i would suggest a tent to put in that yeah. room or something you know to control that environment but I get it. if you're growing in the closet yeah, that's going to control your environment right there you know um i would just kind of make sure uh that you get uh, the right light for that space um and again depending on the closet you might need a you know what's it called like layer the walls or insulate the walls with some like plastic things like that because if it's wood or carpet on mm -hmm. down there you know th there are no things to take in mind but we can definitely get you going for let's say in a closet with the light stuff like that anywhere from six to eight hundred bucks yeah. See, that's not bad though, yeah. because honestly, if you think about it, the amount that you're spending, anyway. Cannabis, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's like electricity is really cheap out here, yeah. actually, too. This so sounds that's, that's a benefit. That's like a, it is. A month, oh yeah, right? compared to California, yeah. hell yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's only like a month's worth of weed. I mean, it's four ounces. Yeah. yeah. Just to go to Ruben's point, like we really built a suit. So you give us your budget, what you want to do, and we'll make something happen yeah. within your parameters. Whether it's right, hey, right. we're gonna stage you out, we're gonna set you up with a forty dollar light and a root riots in a in a dome and we're just going to start with seeds yeah. and we're going to start you it'll be under 100 bucks you're out the door you can rip up to 50 seeds but you yeah. obviously wouldn't do that because it's four plants but you could do something like that and then you say okay i'm ready for the next step 
okay, cool, let's get you into a veg tent. So we'll give you a two by four or give you a smaller tent if you oh, wanted to do okay. like that. And then we could say, okay, now you're going to need a light. The light you have for cloning will work for the time being, but you're going to want to look to invest in a, in a bigger light. For and sure. that's going to be one of your biggest expenses because you're buying the sun. Right. Like, you're, <laughs> you're, that's what I tell people. Like, they see the light prices, but it's like, no, you're buying the sun and that light energy mm-hmm. is going to directly and correlate right. to your yield and what your terpenes right. are like. All of that is super dependent on the light. So that's why we always like, hey, if you're gonna purchase anything big, we always recommend the light is the most important part of that entire system. For sure. Yeah, come can, talk to us before you purchase anything yeah. on Amazon too, as far as light goes too, because that's like one of the biggest things that we're dealing with right now is like folks, oh yeah, I bought this light. It's the, you know, XJ3000, but it's barely a 200 watt light type deal, you know? So you really gotta look into what wattage you're using and yeah. all these things. Don't get fooled by the names and know all what these you're looking things. For. Yeah, and like off Amazon sometimes, you know, the return policies and all this can be a nightmare. So like, just come talk to us. We'll get you taken care of, you know? Um, yeah, if you like us, you can shop here. If you don't, then sorry. You know? <laughs> but, It'll be hard not to like yeah, you guys. Yeah, just, you know, just, just come talk to us, for sure. Yeah. Lighting seems to be, like, the thing that the most people, like, spend the most money on, mm-hmm. like, yeah. thus far. If you're talking to all of the people yeah. that we've talked to thus far, it feels like lighting is really, like, the spendy part. Yeah, oh, but if absolutely. you come here, we got lights that have five-year warranties, things like that, and, you know, you don't have to worry about it. I keep looking at that big oh, lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's actually a good uh, thing to touch on, like warranties, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like product works, yeah. tents, yeah. lights, that mm-hmm. type of thing. Like, is everything warranties? Well, not everything, but yes, just just about everything has anywhere from like a six to a year warranty. A lot of the lights have like five, the LEDs have a lot of five-year warranties and things like that. So, yeah, like a lot of the, the, the big parts that you're going to be spending a lot of money on are warranted. Uh, but things for like nutrients, yeah, that, once you open it, it's like, you know, you've already opened it. We can't refund you that or warranty that, you know, sorry. And we will work with you case by <laughs> yeah. case basis because if it's something that it's like, hey, it's out of anyone's control mm-hmm. and it like, hey, Oversight, this is from the supplier, mm-hmm. there was an issue. Absolutely yeah. no questions asked. But if it's something where it's like, we'll always, we'll make it work. Say, say you bought a pack of 100 riot, root riots and you decided you didn't want them and they were open, we're going to be like, no, I'm sorry, man. Like we can't take those back, but we can also say, Hey, well, let, let me see what we can do. If we can help you on whatever you did need. Right. So we'll kind of like try to pass the buck along like that, just to be like, Hey, we understand you made a mistake, but we can't be liable for it. But again, if you buy a Terpinator and it, for some reason, which they'll never do, but it comes out chunky and we're like, Oh no, that shouldn't be the case. Right. Right yeah. back. Like no <laughs> questions asked, exactly, like, but exactly. we, we're pretty so reasonable. It's basis by basis. You're pretty Shop local. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, I greatly appreciate it, especially the flexibility of coming to have and do a part two. I love you guys. Um, I, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Yeah, we love you guys, and thank you guys for coming through. Like, Absolutely. I love your guys' interview styles, ping pong. Absolutely. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we got a dynamic. You guys got a proper one. Yes, sir. So we're working on it. I'm more like the tech uh, research guru, and David's more of the talker. <laughs> <laughs> So do you guys have any social or anything that you'd like to plug before we... Uh, Follow us on Botanicals IGC um, on Instagram and Botanicals on Facebook. Uh, We're hosting a class coming up in about two weeks. I think it's 524. We're going to be doing a cloning class. Uh So a free cloning class. we got 15 spots left. Um, And we're just going to be cloning tomatoes, which is essentially the exact same thing as cannabis. Um, And we'll basically we'll clone tomato with you. And then you can come back in about a week and check on how your tomato is doing. And you can take it home if you like. Awesome. If not, we'll pop it in the ground. (laughs) So we just want to educate. 
Check them out on Instagram. Uh, they obviously have a lot of good information on there and a free class for you. So thank you guys for tuning in. Coffee House Podcast, where we spilt the tea. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys.